Hello everybody, a happy Go Tigers to you all and welcome to this, the 13th episode of the two-point conversion for this season and oh baby baby, yesterday was a good day, was it not? I mean from the weather to the wind, yesterday was a fine day, LSU knocking off the number 20 team in the country with a stunning 49-42 victory over the Florida Gators, I don't know how we did it. Oh, I do know how, but like, and what, what, what happened in that game? Seriously, it's kind of crazy. I mean, just there's so much to break down, and let's start off with the atmosphere. I thought that game was gonna be empty. Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like totally full, but I wasn't expecting it to be because it was a. Well, first of all, the performance we had against Kentucky was pretty terrible. And number two was an 11 a.m. kickoff, so yeah. But there was a cold front that had come through, um, so the weather outside was pretty nice. It was, you know, there wasn't a cloud in sight, which was terrible, because I hate that, because that means the sun is just right in your face the whole game. Um, but, you know, there was some wind. In fact, the wind kind of made some stuff messy uh, in the punting game, at least early on. But, yeah, I mean, weather was good. It felt like a great atmosphere still for an LSU game. Like, I think there were maybe 85,000 people there. Student section was full. I I took pictures, like, I think 30 minutes before kickoff or 20 minutes, and the stadium did not look very full. It filled in. It filled in when people were getting from their tailgates because, again, it is such an early kickoff. I guess a lot of people weren't going to go in until, you know, game time. Um, But, yeah, so, God, there's so many things I have to say about this game. Because so many random things happen. None of that game makes sense to me. We put up 49 points. And we gave we, we gave up 42 points and we won. And I mean... Let me quickly start by talking about special teams. Because I feel the need to talk about special teams and everything. Because they're important. I mean... So... You had no field goal attempts by either team. Uh... First touchdown of the game, Florida's extra point blocked. That didn't end up mattering that much because Florida would eventually get a two-point conversion to make up for the uh, blocked extra point. But that was a thing. Also, first two punts of the game for LSU did not go great. Avery Atkins' first uh, punt was deflected uh, and only went like 20-something yards. And then the second punt, it hung up in the air and Florida actually botched it a little bit, uh, muffed it, it was recovered, but still, um, yeah, kicking game was really not that much of a factor, honestly, um, cause, you know, reasons, like, both teams could get, well, no, there was one time it was a factor, uh, Florida had a punt, which somehow sailed into the end zone, cause the wind was pushing it, um, the wind was coming, I'm trying to remember exactly because, again, in the stadium, I think, so, West, this is me trying to remember exactly how this stadium is laid out. So, from where I'm sitting, West was to the right of me, which means that I was in, so East is to the left, that would mean that you would flip the compass, and that means I am in the south, or no, wait, not south, north, I'm in the north, so the wind was blowing, 
north to south. The wind was blowing north to south. All right. Um, kicking into the wind would have been kicking where I would have seen the players' backs. This is how I have to think of things. So, yeah. So let's talk about this. Uh, LSU offensively, what happened? Not what happened in that bad way, but like, where was this any time before? We ran all over Florida. It was just, I'm trying to put into words what happened. Like, apparently they said that uh, Jack Marucci came in with some concepts um, that helped them win the game. Um, apparently they only needed one in the second half, and that's just spam uh, halfback counter 25 times. And Florida won't defend it. It Seriously, it was the same play. We just kept running the same play, and we kept getting yards on it. And I think one guy, he's been getting a ton of credit. He's going to continue to get a ton of credit. He's a tight end. He's a backup tight end. His name is Jack Mashburn. And um, yeah, he was getting those second-level blocks. He was the guy that was making those lanes open. And oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Ty Davis-Price did things in that game. He set the school record for rushing yards in a game with 287, breaking the previous record um, set by, well, according to the media guide, it was LSU. It's, it's uh, Darius Geis. They scrubbed his name from the record books. Um, that record was 285 against Texas A&M in, that was 2016. The official record was Leonard Fournette's against Ole Miss, but he had 284 on 16, 16 carries. Excuse me right there. I don't know how Leonard Fournette had 284 yards on 16 carries and apparently a bum leg or like angle, but he did because Leonard Fournette was a god. Um, yeah. No, Ty Davis-Price, I have said this. I want Ty Davis-Price to improve. I think he's shown it that he's improved. <laughs> he still has that problem of if he's tackled in the uh, at the legs, he's going to go down. Um, but I know a lot of running backs have that problem, so not exactly that much of a concern to me. Uh, he He's running the correct way now. He's doing it right. Um, there was a play where he actively was looking for a Florida defender and he laid his shoulder into him. And it was like, oh, that's what I was asking for like the entire time. You just barreling through guys. Turns out he can do it. Turns out he can do it. Like I say, when he is in the open field, when he can get the burst, it's like he shot out of a cannon. Florida let him go on, like, a 40-yard run. He had a 40-yard run, and it was like, okay, here's a wide-open hole. You're not going to catch him. Here you go. It was too easy. We just kept running the ball and running the ball. We had 321 rushing yards against Florida. We had 321 rushing yards. How? How did we have 300 rushing yards? We only threw for 133 yards, by the way. Um, because we didn't need to throw the ball. We still had three uh, passing touchdowns, uh, because of course we did. But Max Johnson only threw, I think, one pass in the fourth quarter. That was the game-winning touchdown. Other than that, we were fine in the passing game. Now, we did have some penalties. Florida had zero, by the way, which is incredible. Um, 
it is very rare to see a team not get penalized in a game. LSU's penalties were some pretty bad ones, too. Um, so you had a holding call that, you know, brought back a touchdown, and it was a pretty blatant hold. Like, uh, the dude was just pulling on the rusher's nameplate and all. It was bad. Then you had another holding call. Um, I can only remember three. I don't remember what the fourth... Oh, no, wait. I remember the fourth now. Yeah. So, we had another holding call on a Ty Davis-Price long run. Uh, it was on Jure Jenkins. I don't know where the hold was. It looked like a ticky-tack call at most. Then we got an illegal man downfield penalty, which didn't make sense until I did the rewatch. Apparently, we covered Jure... I think it was Jure Jenkins... Uh, but basically, the receiver that caught the ball, he was covered, and he was the second-to-last receiver. Um, and yada yada, annoying stuff that I barely understand about eligible receivers that really, really sucks. Um, yeah, so there was that. And then, the stupidest penalty of the game was, uh, this was on a defensive back, number 29, whose name I am unfortunately unable to recall at this current moment. Uh, but he he made a pretty decent play. Um, it was on, I believe, second down, forced a third and ten. And then he did the good old-fashioned uh, Allen Iverson step over uh, while looking at the guy, uh, which cost us 15 yards. And that was on a drive that Florida eventually scored on. But yeah, those were the four penalties in the game. Uh, offensively, they just I'm still trying to figure this out. What even... What even was that? Last week, we ran for 147 yards total. Um, we looked pretty good on the ground. That was better. This game, we we broke them. And I think it was that, and Todd Grantham doesn't know what he's doing. Seriously, Todd Grantham doesn't know what he's doing. Um, I was listening to uh, this thing last night, Shut Down Full Cast After Dark, and uh, they were talking about the game, and one of the things they did... Uh, was apparently one of them was at a game that I think it was a Florida game and it was they were talking with a beat writer and a beat writer they were saying like okay so Todd Grantham is angry and uh, he calls the exact same plays whenever he's angry and then that beat writer proceeded to call the entire defense for like the rest of the game it's seriously that predictable apparently Apparently, Todd Grantham can't call a defense. I know, this is a very new revelation that nobody has ever keyed on to. It's almost as if Todd Grantham isn't a good defensive coordinator, and it makes you genuinely question how he keeps getting a job. If Todd Grantham isn't fired at the end of the season, Florida fans will riot. And if you want to know what a riot uh, looks like, don't worry, Tennessee fans will show you. I'm not going to get into the Tennessee stuff right now. I'm just not going to get into that right now, because frankly, I don't want to. Um... I've got better things to do, like talk about, you know, LSU's defensive performance and how that won us the game and also looked like crap at the same time. So we had four turnovers and we also had one of the worst, if not the worst, defenses of a Hail Mary in the history of my life. Let's talk about that Hail Mary to end the sec uh, the first half. So, first of all, you look at the actual way we put our defensive backs. We had three defensive backs uh, on, like, the goal line and they were all, like, one was to one... So you had one on the right, one in the middle, one on the left. Really? Okay, that's bad enough. But then, they just chucked the ball deep, 
The Florida receiver gets it, and he barely has to jump because nobody's playing the ball. I repeat, on a Hail Mary, a play where it's designed to just go deep, nobody decided to try and knock it down. What's worse is, I understand why you might not want to knock it down. I mean, we all know about the uh, Mike Thomas, Mike Sims Walker, Jaguars, Texans thing. The difference is, nobody else was down there. If you knock the ball down, nobody's going to catch it. You could also just knock the ball out of bounds, and then it wouldn't matter if it was caught. It wouldn't count. But no, they catch it. Then, for reasons that can only be described by, I don't know, a bunch of Tim Allen sounds, uh, Coach O decided, you know what I'll do? I'll challenge it. Despite clear and obvious evidence that Florida has a touchdown there, his foot is clearly in bounds. Why are you wasting your challenge? We didn't have a challenge the rest of the game, and I didn't understand it. But, uh, yeah. So, LSU's defense forced four turnovers. Got four interceptions. Wow. And I think it was four interceptions by four different guys. You had a broken-up pass that got picked off by Micah Baskerville, and he returned it pretty deep. Uh, he was returned it to the Florida 27. We scored a touchdown on literally the next play. And then the next play uh, that Florida, I think it was either their, like literally the next play from scrimmage or uh, maybe the second to next play from scrimmage, their first pass, it's another pick. And it was, I believe Emory Jones threw the first pick and Anthony Richardson threw the next. And that pick was just a bad decision in general. Richardson was going down. He was being pulled down by the nameplate. Had he actually held on to the ball, he could have got 15 yards. But I understand not all guys are thinking like I am because I'm thinking not in the moment. That, hey, if I hold on to this, I might get 15 yards out of this. But you still shouldn't throw the football the way you did. You're throwing it while going down backwards. So, a lame duck. You're making the throw worse. That usually ends at a pick. Oh, it did? What a shock. And then, fine. So then, Florida, they're going into the half. They have that big touchdown, that Hail Mary. Oh my goodness, they have all this momentum. The literal first play they run is a pick six. And it was bad. It was not like, oh, oh, it was just a tip drill. Oh, the ball was knocked into the air. No, it was just a pick six. It was a good old-fashioned pick six. Just reads the ball perfectly. And then finally... Uh, about two minutes remaining in the game, throw the ball deep, and bada-bing, bada-boom, Damone Clark, he's got his eyes on the ball, and he picks it off, and uh, that's the game-sealing pick. Okay, do I have to criticize uh, Florida's offense right now, or what? Okay, let's do it, let's do it, let's just criticize that. Um, Florida comes in as one of the best rushing teams in the country. In fact, it's the third best. I thought it was the third best in the SEC, it was the third best in the country. That number is a bit misleading, though, I will say, because if you actually look at their rushing performances, they're they're not exactly, they're not getting better every um, week. So they had 400 yards against uh, FAU, then 363 against USF, 246 against Bama, 283 against Tennessee, 
then 171 against Kentucky, and then 181 against Vandy. So they're not running the ball as well as they uh, were before. What was really weird to me was just how they didn't seem to be running the ball like normal. Um, they had as many rush, they had a normal amount of rushing attempts. They ran the ball 35 times. It was that they threw the ball 40 times. And I get it. They were down 14. I 100% understand. Uh, when you are trailing like that, you're going to have to start throwing the ball just to try and get yards. And when you realize that you can do it against us, you might as well try it. The, the problem was, like, just, it felt like at points they were forcing plays. Because, like, I'm trying to describe it even, but it felt like the offense that they were calling out there was unnatural. It felt like they were trying to put something out there to win that wasn't going to help them win because nobody knew what they were doing. Here's one thing I need to to just ask, though. Uh, why are you doing a two-quarterback system? Emory Jones isn't it. Dan. Um, and every Gator fan, by the way, is asking this. Uh, why hasn't Anthony Richardson made uh, been made the permanent starter? He's a better quarterback in general. Um, he's got better decision-making. Well, somewhat better decision-making. That pick he threw wasn't exactly the greatest. Um, and I'm talking about the second pick, the one that I said, literally, you don't throw a lame duck pass like that. Um, he's just a better quarterback. Um, he's a bit more agile. He's got a better arm, and he makes better decisions in general. Emory Jones should not be seeing the field. Florida fans are going to boo when they see Emory Jones, and it will be for good reason. He is not as good a quarterback. You should know this by now. Keep Anthony Richardson out there. He's very versatile. I mean, heck, that two-point conversion that they ran... Uh, Richardson's just kind of running around out there trying to find a guy, finds an open hole, and just runs right through it. It was easy. I really, like, watching him, it's like, oh, this guy's a threat. This guy is a rushing threat and a passing threat. Here's another thing, though. And this is back to LSU's defense being annoyingly bad. Um, besides giving up 350 passing yards uh, to a team that hadn't thrown for 300 yards but once the entire season... Yes, they hadn't thrown for 300 yards besides against South Florida, who is absolutely abysmal. Um, Florida ran a trick play. Um, you know, get the ball to a wide receiver and then throw the ball to... Uh, this would have been Emory Jones. Apparently, LSU had been practicing that like the entire week. They'd been practicing how to defend it. If you're practicing how to defend that in practice and you still let that go for like 15, 20 yards, what does that say? It says that the practice wasn't working. I don't, I honestly don't know what the practice looked like, but like, if you're practicing that play and you're practicing how to defend it because you think that Florida's going to run it and then Florida runs it, how come you can't defend it? I honestly don't know. I've never been to practice. I've never... I don't know how that works, but it feels like something that maybe you should be thinking about, that you cannot defend a play that you've highlighted. That's inexcusable, as well as not being able to defend a Hail Mary. Just 
wow. Just wow, how do you do that? And yes, if it sounds like I'm a little, you know, woozy, it's because that game started way too early and I went to sleep way too late. Ha, <laughs> oh, man. But it was a great game. I mean, the atmosphere was awesome. We beat Florida. I hate Florida. I just do. They just, they rub me the wrong way. I do not like the Florida Gators. And I love beating them. And this was a loss on them. They can't complain about anything. It's their fault. Todd Grantham. But anyway, uh, yeah. I think that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Two Point Conversion. Once again, no episode coming out tomorrow because there wouldn't be a reason to if the Saints don't play. Um, so if you want to find me on Twitter, find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. Uh, I'm going to be doing a Twitch live stream on Tuesday at 8 o'clock central at twitch.tv slash T-E-P-I-G-L-O-V-E-R-1. Once again, twitch.tv slash T-E-P-I-G-L-O-V-E-R-1. That's going to do it for this. I've been Ben Schluter. This has been the two-point conversion. Hope you have a fantastic week. And until next time, bye-bye.